0: A very good morning. On behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to take 10 for Talmud. Bab Metziah, Daf Beis. Bab Metziah 2a, pagination, is theoretically page 3. We're starting the new Mesechta, and we begin from the very beginning, Shnayim Ochazim Betalus. Two people are holding on to a garment. The word Talus nowadays refers commonly to the prayer shawl, but talis, in its simplest expression, is simply a garment. omer ani mitzasiya One says, I found it, and the other says, I found it. This is a topic that will come up later in the Masechta, the idea that if an object has no simanim, has no marks, to be able to ascertain who it belongs to, the finder would be allowed to keep it. Each of these two people claims that they are the one who found it, and it therefore belongs to them. Another case, Ze'omer Kula Shaliv, Ze'omer There's an object, and each one says, I'm the rightful owner. The Mishnah tells us, Ze Yishava she'in this one should swear that he's not entitled to less than half, V'ze Yishava She'in and the other one makes an oath similarly, that he's not entitled to less than half, V'yachloku, and they divide it. The reason for such an interesting oath, not less than half, is because each one claims it's theirs entirely, but we're not able to give them the entire thing because there's another person claiming the same. We don't want them making an oath that it's totally theirs, another person making an oath it's totally theirs, because there's clearly a liar here. So we orchestrate the oath in such a way that everybody's happy. The person making the oath doesn't want to make an oath that half is his, implying that the other half is not because that's not what he believes. So he makes an oath that accommodates his perception, not less is mine. I personally hold more is mine, but that's not my oath. Not less is mine, and they divide it. Now, <clears throat> the classic case mentioned by the Mishnah of either finding something at the exact same time, or at least that's the claim, or, as we'll see, owning something based on a purchase at the very same time. Or the two cases that the Mishnah presents, there is an interesting series from the Base Havad Halacha Center, and they have a disc full of mp3 shiurim for Baba we where in a 15-minute segment or so they apply these cases to a halachic scenario and the case that they propose that would be far more likely for our perception is a case of partnership dissolution where two people have a partnership And let's say there are bookcases, and as they dissolve the partnership, they argue. Uh, One of them says, I'm the one who bought the bookcase with my personal money many years ago. And the other one claims the same. And the question is, how exactly will we distribute the bookcases that both of them are claiming, and both of them have an equal simultaneous chazaka because they both own this business and its rooms, and the bookcase is found inside the room that's jointly owned. And again, we're going to work with these basic parameters when two people are holding something at the same time, how do we proceed and what kind of affirmation are we expecting of them? Let's skip down to the bottom line of the page, where the Gemara tells us, The two cases of our Mishnah are, if two people find something, supposedly together at the same time, each one's claiming that they got it first, but now they're coming in at the same time, And the seifa is mekech or that they both claim to have bought the item and on some level simultaneously the seller dealt possibly with both of them and now we have to figure out who really is entitled to the product and who's going to simply get their money back but is not entitled to the product. He came too late. We were stuck so we ended up with Yachloku, they're going to divide it, that they're both considered owners in the item. Utsricha. And you need to tell me this law of how we handle such a debate, both by Mitzia, by a found object, and by Mekech a purchase. And we're going to delve, as we begin on Medbeis, into the psyche of the person who is lying. One of them, there's a good chance, is actually straightforward lying. And we need to know how he's thinking, and would he think the same by Metziah, by something that's found and is coming basically for free? And how would he think in terms of Mekech memkar? when there's a purchase and money is being laid out. On a very simple level, if you look to the past, then a person might be more prone to lie by Mitzia, because when you reflect on the past, he thinks to himself, this other guy didn't spend money, it was a freebie. So let's share it. I want it. And somehow he justifies his lie because the other person didn't expend money. On the other hand, when it comes to Mekech and Memkar, a purchase, even though he's not going to have an actual loss, his money will be refunded, but there is a loss because the person clearly was pursuing this purchase. He went out of his way to buy this product. He did his research. So I'm going to put him out if I take it away from him, even if he gets his money, and therefore, when we reflect on the past, mitzia is a case where a person is more prone to lie. He doesn't feel he's inflicting a loss. If you look towards the future, though, it's the reverse. By mekecha memkar, we're giving him his money back, so he'll go find a different item. He's well leveraged. He's got money to get another one. On Metziah, if you're looking forward thinking, future prognosis, where's he going to get another freebie? And therefore, there's more impetus, more risk, more temptation, for a person to lie, because he feels, I really want it, I'll give him his money, let him figure out how to do it, he'll be well leveraged, to get another one is a cute story, they say, about a person who had a, a ten dollar bill, a ten ruble note, and he wanted to make sure that no one would steal it, so he put it in his chumash, in his Bible, by the spot where it says, Lo Sigzo, you shall not steal. And he figured his money is safe. He came back a while later, and the money's not there. He thinks maybe he put it in, the, in a different place, and he starts leafing through the chumash, and he finds that a five dollar note, or a five ruble note, is opposite the words "vi'ahavta l'reyach hakamocha," love your neighbor as yourself. So people have their own ways of justifying how they behave, and the gemara delves into the fact that both mitzvah. And mekechememkar, each in their own way, leave room for a person to justify their misbehavior, and therefore our mishnah to tell us both cases to let us know. Regardless, the rule is going to be the same. We make them make an oath in both applications. The Gemara says, "De itana If I only knew the case of finding something. We place an oath upon him, because he justifies it by saying, He's not losing anything. He didn't spend any money for the lost, for the found item. I'll grab it. I'll get to divide it with him. But by purchase, you can't say he's not losing anything. As Rashi explains, he did research, he pursued it. I would think that by Mekech the guy is not a liar. He wouldn't think of doing such a thing because he recognizes that he's putting the other guy out. On the other hand, if you told me this rule, By purchase, I understand why there's an oath. He says, My friend gave money and I gave money. We both gave money. But only one of us really purchased it. The guy only sold it to one of us. I really need it. I'm going to take it. And my friend will get his money back and it will be well-leveraged to go ahead and purchase a different one. But by a found object, even in the guy's justifications, he realizes you can't just find another garment. I would think that we don't have to impose an oath on him. If he's saying it, he must really believe it and an oath isn't going to help anything. Tzricha, we need both cases to tell us this rule. Yeshe koach, thank you for joining.